Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Hey, Ben, can you hear me at all? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, we finally... Oh, I'm having one of those days. Let me introduce you. I guess we are live. I'm not entirely certain at this moment. It's my podcast. I can't operate it. So let me start over. Welcome to your partner in Success Radio. I'm your host, Denise Griffiths, and this podcast is ranked in the top 2.5% of honestly the most popular podcasts in the globe. And it's all because of my truly incredible guests. And I am honored and blessed to share time with people who are at the top of their game and who are absolutely willing to help you get to where you want to be in life and in business. And these are not people who hold back. Their goal is to share with you the essence of peak performance, and they do it every week, twice a week on this podcast. And my guest today, Ben Albert, is the owner of Balbert Marketing, LLC. He is also the curator of the Real Business Connections Network, where he Wow, he has five podcasts, Rochester Business Connections, Learn, Speak, Teach, Ben's Bites, Five Minutes Fridays, and Real Hits. Now, once an underdog, and we're going to talk about that, he is now a successful entrepreneur, and he is very passionate about helping other underdogs achieve their dreams. In his own words, he started Balbert Marketing amid the COVID-19 pandemic, and he's going to tell us why he did that. Ben, thank you for your patience. I need to let the audience know. I'm not normally this incompetent, at least I hope mm. I'm not, but I had to change from my old computer, which was 10 years old. It was way past time. The The people who were working on it said, you know, it's like you bought a 50,000-year warranty for your tires and you put 250 miles on them. I said, mm-hmm. I know, it took days to move everything. The problem there is that I can't find things now, and some of my plugins work and some of they don't. I just tossed two headsets in the trash. I'll probably try to <laughs> salvage them later. But for right now they are in the garbage can. So I'm calling in from my phone and as far as I'm concerned, we're here and thank you. And thank you for your patience. I could hear you saying, Can you hear me? And no. And I'm so glad you couldn't hear me because I was saying bad words. So welcome to your partner in success for radio. Denise, I am humbled to be here. I, I want to acknowledge you. You said in your intro, you know, part of your success being in the top 2.5% comes from your guests. I'm sure your guests do a great job, but I want to acknowledge you and how you show up every day as a host. And listen, we're not all perfect, but you're still an incredible host, and I'm looking forward to a fun conversation with you. Oh, thank you. And see, now we're done. You just said everything you needed to say, and we we don't need to go any further. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so thank you for we're coming. Done. <laughs> done. Listen, you you've got an amazing story, and you you said, and I'm going to let you. I, I'll paraphrase just a little bit, but coronavirus, COVID, that really pushed us to evaluate our careers, and you had to do some big big changes. And I love where you say, do I pick up binge eating, get lazy, and get used to staring at the wall, or do I develop a business stronger than any company I've ever worked for in the past? See, to me, that was your line in the sand. You're like, "Mm, I'm not going to just sit here and, and wait for it to roll over me. I'm going to darn do something about it and help other people while I do it. 100%. I'll be honest with you, Denise. I yes-anded. So I started coronavirus binge eating, at times binge drinking. My father was an alcoholic. I was following in his footsteps, stared at the wall a lot, did a lot of hiking, which was actually very therapeutic. But I was in a really dark, lost place. And like a lot of people were going through kind of a purpose death or an ego death. And I had just been furloughed from work from my corporate job um, with a cushy sales executive role. So I was doing just fine, and suddenly my world was turned on its back. Um, So I guess I yes and, because when I wrote that profile, 
I was kind of referring to the person that I didn't want to be anymore, but it was the person who I was, who was being lazy, who was binge eating, who was staring at the wall. But do I continue in that path or do I take the little actions necessary to become a better person and start my own business and start my own purpose and, and really rebrand myself and, and just realign with who I was meant to be. Um, so it's funny uh, that that bio makes me sound cooler than I am. I did all those things that I, I didn't want to do. But once I realized that I was going down that path, I figured out there, there must be a better way. And I love what you said about little actions. And I instantly replaced, you know, well, I didn't replace the word, I added the word consistent little actions. Mm. So once you started putting that foot forward and, and going and following your path, it sounds like you were very consistent about it and you didn't waver. Yeah, yeah. I I talked about this in another conversation recently. My friend Anish said, you know, how did you put down the bottle? How did you just stop? And I had to think for a second because I didn't just stop. I didn't become a hero overnight. I'm still a work in progress to this day. But when you start working on yourself, you start taking these little actions you start gaining small wins. You start gaining confidence from those small wins. Things like the alcohol and the binge eating and the binge Netflix isn't quite as sexy as it used to be. So it's it's not as simple. Some people do it. For me, it wasn't as simple as just stopping everything that was holding me back. But by creating that little actions, that, that momentum, I guess the re, uh, the rest is recent history, and I'm excited to see where we go. And see, I... Look, I get what you're talking about. My my life recently has been chaotic. <laughs> That's the best <laughs> way to put it. <laughs> Just chaotic. My refrigerator quit working. It took almost two months to get it fixed. Two oh, no. months. I kid you not. <laughs> so after the time they came here, you're, you're never going to get They replaced everything. They literally gutted my refrigerator. New compressor, new motherboard, new ice maker, new water, everything. They gutted it. But you know what they forgot? Freon. Freon. (laughs) Even I knew it needed coolant, but apparently they didn't. My car has not been running properly. It's just been boom, 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 boom. Mm. So I was telling my best friend the other day, and I haven't had to, and I'm kind of a neat neck, and my house is normally, you know, in very good shape. But right now, yeah, I walked through my little foyer, which is the entrance to my home, and all of a sudden, I just went, I can't deal with this. I pulled the little bench out. I pulled everything off of the the coat rack. I wiped down. I dusted. I mopped. I washed windows. And now that was a week ago. And still, and I wasn't able to do anything further in the house, just no time. Mm-hmm. But every, every time I walk through my living room, I look at my little clean, clean space, and I smile because mm-hmm. I did it, and it needed it, and I'm proud of it. It's a small thing, but it needed to be done. And now I'm like, what else do I need to clean? Well, everything. But, you know, go small, I think, is what we're both saying. Take those small steps, start it, complete it, pet yourself on the back, and then go take the next small step. Is that about how you operate? Absolutely. Something really actionable people can implement is if it takes less than five minutes, do it within five uh, seconds of thinking of it. So if it takes less than five minutes, let's do 45 seconds taking out the trash, something that I could be better at. You see the trash is full. It takes less than five minutes to take out. Don't think about it for 15 seconds. Put it on your to-do list. Just go in five-second rule. Go do it immediately. Take care of it quickly. Um, and, you know, clean up some space and some clutter to take on some of those larger tasks that we all have. Exactly. And listen, I'm a list maker. I bet Mm. you are, too. I have been a famous list maker since I was old enough to (laughs) read and write, which was about three years old, believe it or not. Some of my my lists are color-coded. They're gorgeous. I spent more time making those darn lists, and I went, you know, just go flipping do it. So I have had to train myself to not do what you just said. 
something that's going to take me 15 seconds or even 15 minutes, you know, do a load of laundry, throw something in the, you know, walk outside and walk outside with a dog, do something. Mm-hmm. And I don't write it down anymore. And that was hard to do. I mean, I'm such a creature of habit. So many of us are. Some of those habits do not do us right. So identify those is what I'm hearing from you. Do something about them and then let them go. Yeah, and and I, honestly, give yourself permission to be human because I know personally I'll add – I live by my calendar. And if it's not a scheduled exact time, I put it at the – like I put it in at like 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, and I don't follow my calendar. But, but the whole point is I've got a 9 to 5 calendar, and then I've got all the crap that I need to get done on the calendar, just not like in a specific slot. And I'll add something to my calendar – that would only take twice as long to do than it took to add it to my calendar. And I started to realize, why don't I just go do it? (laughs) And I've had to train myself to do the same thing. And it sounds silly to say I had to train myself not to write every step of the way down. But it's like, you know, Denise, you could have already done that. Go do it. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you have to talk to yourself. So tell me about, Valbert Marketing, and I have to tell you, I think I confused myself somewhere along the road. I was calling you Balbert rather than Albert. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's Ben Albert. It took me a moment. Well, it took me until today to figure that out. <laughs> so, so I'm No so problem. Sorry. It's Like I said, my life has been a little bit chaotic, but yeah. Well, li- listen, I, Denise, if, it is if, what you it were, is. if you were to Google search Ben Albert, I live online, but the number one um, thing that will come up if you Google search Ben Albert is actually um, the defensive coordinator for the Duke Blue Devils football team, so college football team defensive coordinator. So I'm okay with people calling me Balbert and remembering Balbert because if you Google Balbert, I'm like 10 pages of just me, but if you Google my name, you get um, football, so fair enough. Gotcha. Yeah, that's I may have to do a couple of small corrections, but I wanted to make the note that I actually do know what your name is. It's Albert. <laughs> and so I got that. Listen, let's talk about what you did once you you said, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to whine and cry and drink and stare at the wall. Yeah, I get it. Not the drinking part. I don't drink. But sometimes yeah. I'll find myself eating something I wear in that what is this? Where did it come from? I just opened up the refrigerator. It was at the front, and I ate it. Thank goodness I don't do that too, too often, but it annoys me when I do. It's like, what the heck? So we're not paying attention. So when you started paying attention, you got very deliberate and very consistent. And then what made you decide that you can develop this business at the same time being what I would call a servant leader, helping other people? Yes. So this one sentence answer would be I skill stacked a bunch of skills and habits from really that I had been building my entire life. But I want to slow down to speed up. I'll give you a little more context. And Denise, this will be a life story, but I'll give you the two minute version of the life story. Um, So ultimately, when I was I was a kid, I was super quiet. Um, very reclusive, very shy, um, and I was quite literally the shortest kid in school. Um, actually, there was, I think, two people shorter than me, specifically a little girl, Olivia Lee, but I was the shortest boy, and I wanted to be a basketball player. Now, I didn't know that I was going to grow up to only be five foot seven, but I dreamed of being in the NBA, and I played basketball all day, every day, had a jersey for every day of the week. Um, And needless to say, when you're short and everyone hits a growth spurt, um, you get beat up, you kind of get pushed around, you're not the best athlete, you're not the tallest athlete. Um, So this actually further made me feel kind of shy and small. Um, And because of this, I started to develop a real just love for curiosity. I was a shy kid, but I'd kind of be in the corner and I'd kind of be observing and learning. So at a very young age, I I gained a love for curiosity. I gained a love for that growth mindset. Quite literally, I'm coming from a place of lack. I'm the smallest boy. 
So I'm figuring out how I can better myself. I'm, I'm learning and reading at a very young age. Um, and later on in life, it, it ultimately my everything changed because I found the music industry. Um, I love beauty and excellence. It doesn't matter if it's nature, music, sports. If, if, if it rocks and rolls, if it's hard to do, if it's at a high level, I'm obsessed with it. So I went from obsessed with sports to obsessed with music. And that's where I started to find my voice because, Denise, I, um, I was surrounded by like-minded people. I, I was never the best musician, but I loved advocating for great musicians. I loved connecting. I loved having fun. So I was handing out flyers. I was um, setting up MySpace pages at the time, telling everybody, selling you know, merchandise, um, and really kind of creating a movement in my local area and this is where I started to realize that I didn't, I didn't know it at the time. I realized it now, but promotion and marketing was something I was really passionate about. And coming from a place where I was really quiet and a place of lack when I was younger, I found that when you were aligned with something you were passionate about, suddenly I was the loudest person in the room. I was full of energy because I was doing something that really lit me up. So to fast forward, and I promise I'm going to try to bring this all together, um, to fast forward, after college, I started a music podcast. I was in love with the podcasting industry. I started this in 2016. Um, since then, I've actually passed that podcast to someone else. I started a role in sales and marketing, so I didn't even realize it. I didn't go to school for marketing, but it was all just kind of coming together. It was all happening for me. So I started a podcast, I started a role in marketing, I started to move up in that role, and I honestly thought I was going to be at this company for who knows how long. I mean, I was willing to move up the ladder and, and really crush it as a, a sales and marketing executive. Um, but when COVID hit, it goes to what we already talked about. What I ended up doing, to actually answer your question, is I stacked all these skills. So I loved curiosity. I love the underdog because I once was the underdog and I still feel that way sometimes. So I love being curious and advocating for small businesses, small underdogs. I loved podcasting. I had the music podcast background. So what I did is I started a business related podcast in conjunction with launching um, my firm, Balbert Marketing. I started a hyper local podcast called Rochester Business Connections in order to highlight the Rochester, New York, where I'm born and raised, community. So you take the love of learning and podcasting and connection and advocating for the underdog and the love of marketing and helping people. And I've always seen myself as Scottie Pippen, not Michael Jordan. I, I don't need to be the one taking the lead. I want to be the one giving the assist, the one advocating and helping for the person taking the lead. And in my case, it's the business. So long story, slightly longer. It was all this life experience happening for me, realizing that I could stack these skills based on what was in alignment with who I was. And I feel like I got lucky. I feel like I'm still lucky. Um, but everything took off. I replaced my sales executive income. We're in the top 2% now. I've rebranded. We're kicking butt, taking names. And now I get to talk to you about it, Denise. So really humbled. And I'm going to pass it over to you because I think I went over two minutes and I said I'd be two. <laughs> no, I was going to actually try not to interrupt you. And, and, but I wanted to interrupt and say, keep on going. It's Thank a fascinating you. story. Um and here's the thing. I mean, you said I've been circling things. I've been scribbling on my little index cards. I love index cards. Mm. Um, and I scribbled skill stacks. That's brilliant. And I'm glad you went back and kind of, you know, I know what it is, but I think a lot of people are like, well, what? The, you know, can he fix a car? What does he mean by skills? I mean, I, look, I have mad skills. I was explaining to my sister, I have mad skills, but sleeping's not one of them. She's like, mm. you know, I, I will text her at 3 o'clock in the morning for her. It's 5 o'clock in the morning for me because we're across the country from each other. And I'll get a note, you know, a little text back and say, don't you sleep? Uh, it's 3 for you. It's 5 for me. You want to argue? And off we go. But, you know, so 
sleeping is not one of my skills, but I recognize that. But like you, I have determined over my lifespan that when everybody else is asleep, I'm at my most creative. My mm. brain is on fire. I don't know if I'm tapping into the you know, local conscious or the global consciousness. I don't know what's going on, but I get what I call God winks downloading from about 3.18 in the morning to about 6 in the morning. I'm like, oh, i got to write that down. i got to write that down. i got to write that down. You know, and it's, it's fascinating to me. The world's sleeping, and I am wide awake, but I don't fight with it. Mm. And you're doing the same. You took what some people would say, well, you know, that kind of, that's not fun. You, what do you mean you can't be, you know, a towering player? Well, physically you can't, but you can have that attitude. And I think attitude is really the best thing that we've got. If we've got the attitude and the skill sets to make what we want work, don't stop. Mm-hmm. And it's going to look different for everyone, Denise. It's There's no key. It's a combination lock. We all have our own combination. Um, so it's not about just mimicking what Ben did. It's not about what mimicking what Denise does. It's about finding our specific purpose in place, living in alignment with our skills, what lights us up, and then going accomplishing it for ourselves. The beauty about being successful for ourselves, though, is we get to help so many people as we do it as well. Absolutely. And when you were, you know, kind of describing your childhood, I was going, yep, that's me. Yep, I think we're cousins. <laughs> that's me. That's me. That's me. Like, I was very quiet. <laughs> we could very well be. I was very quiet as a child. Not shy. I'm not even close to shy. You probably figured out that I really don't have any filters. But I'm a true introvert. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm good around people for about 59 and three-quarter minutes. That's it. I've timed it. I've got to go now. But... What I guess molded me as I went, like you, I mean, I was always quiet. I was watching. I was observing. You said something that, that again, I, you know, circled. It was curiosity. I have immense curiosity about the people Mm. that I come across. And I started this podcast honestly because of my introversion. I don't, I can't be around people for very long. I truly can't. You're not going to see me at a network event. Never going to happen. I tried it once. I'm pretty sure I ran out screaming. I don't remember it. I might have passed out. I don't know. It was horrible. But Mm. I started this podcast 14, almost 15 years ago, so I could meet people like you and share your wisdom and your, you know, the things that you're doing and how other people can say, oh, that's fascinating. I need to know more. That's why this podcast exists. That's the only reason. So I can get to meet people like you. I wouldn't meet you in my normal parking lot of the Walmart, would I? Not a prayer. But I can meet you this way. Thanks for having me on. I think we're done here. <laughs> you you've already you've you've already said everything I could add to it. I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> well and you know, it's it's important that people get to hear from people like you because you have a terrific story. I mean, you tucked at my heartstrings, and other people are going, yep, yep, oh, definitely, we're cousins. i got to meet this guy. I'm going to ask my mom, do we know this guy? But the thing is, there are, and you mentioned MySpace, which I circled and then started putting little ha-ha thought bubbles on mm-hmm. it. I hate to admit I had a MySpace account, too, <laughs> back in the back in 1900 and whatever it was. It was, was it even this century? It's a long time ago. I think it was, but it was, you know, 15 years ago or so. Yes, a long time ago. But you have taken your your skill stacks, which I love. I'm going to borrow that from you. And, you know, you talk, and we talked in our, our pre-interview about intentional networking and then virtual networking and marketing, and we've touched a little bit on self-growth and habits. Let's go back to intentional networking because I think that's the biggest part of what you do as as your goal in helping other people. So let's start there if you don't mind. 100%. And uh, do you want me to riff or is there anything specific you'd like to tackle? Whatever you want to talk about. Well, I'll start with um, to kind of connect the, create a bridge between the two. Um, Part of why it, it was tough at first, but 
I've gotten comfortable sharing my story is I want to give other people permission to share their stories as well. And not everyone's going to resonate with me. Not anyone's going to res- No one can, you know, make everyone happy. Um, but you start to connect with people that come with similar backgrounds or maybe they're the yin to your yang. Um, if you share your story, there's a great opportunity to make a more genuine, intentional, and authentic connection with someone um, and like you, Denise, I I go to networking events. I feel like if I don't already know people and or host the event, I'm in the corner, nervous, really high anxiety. Like, it, it is not fun for me. Um, but what really is fun for me, and this is me being intentional with what lights me up, is conversations like this, similar to what you said, and, and being able to dive deep with people. So... My first thought is to live in alignment with who you are and be willing to be vulnerable and transparent about who you are so you can attract other networking partners, business partners, clients, relationships with people that, you know, are yin to your yang or or just like you. And in addition to that, I'd say to have a end goal, but your end goal shouldn't have the word referrals or sales or any of that in it. Uh, referrals is a common term. I'm kind of sick to my stomach with it. Everyone says, hey, do you have any referrals? Hey, you want to give me referrals? Hey, do you want to start up a referral partnership? What I want to do is I want to build relationships with people that are like-minded, that are driven, you know, growth-oriented business people that care about the people that they serve. And then once I build those relationships, it's really easy for me to they're referrals, but I call them recommendations or nominations. It's really easy to nominate someone for a podcast or give a recommendation or give out a phone number once you've connected to somebody. So I'm going in with that pure intention to connect with the right kind of people. And if I were to add another little layer, since I love my podcast and I have a blog and marketing and social media, I'm trying to find ways that I can collaborate with people as well. So I'm not there just to exchange business cards. When I do it virtually, I'm not there just to post my Calendly link. I'm actually there to sift through and try to find those people that can be friends and partners and collaborators and find a way that we can actually work together, even if there's not a financial transaction, even if it's do a podcast together, write a blog together, co-host an event, do a cross-promotion, tag the other person in your post and just thank them for that meeting, et cetera, et cetera. But if you go in authentically with the intention to connect to the right kind of people and you have an end game that isn't selfish, it's actually, you know, mutually beneficial, you can fill in those blanks based on your personality whether it's virtual, in person, doesn't matter. I believe you're going to crush it and and meet the right kind of people. Listen, I agree with you. And let's move just a little bit unintentionally, though, but Mm. to podcasting because it's kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned the word, you know, referrals and things like that. I like the word endorsements. Oh, I love that. That's so much better. I love that. Well, I know, huh? That's one of those 3 a.m. texts from my sisters. <laughs> I was like, really? Okay, okay, I got it. You know, I wrote it down. But one thing that, and we do this in the podcasting industry, at least I do, and I'm pretty sure you do. Look, when we're done here, I'm going to call you, and we're going to chat again, and that's kind of where the magic happens. Like, ooh, ooh, can I introduce you to this other friend of mine who is a podcaster? You would be perfect. I am excited to take my guests and share them with other podcast hosts. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's intentional networking. Once I've spent time with you and I know who you are and what you bring to the table, now I know who to introduce you to. Is there going to be anything in it for me? Nope. Does there need to be? Absolutely not. In there there will be something in it for you. And you never want to go in too formulaic. You never want to go in too selfish. But I give the analogy, let's say you help 100 people and 20 people help you. 
You just got helped by 20 people and you got to help 100 people. Now imagine you only help one person and three people help you. Okay, three people helped you and you didn't have to help that many people, but wouldn't you rather help a ton of people and then have a fraction of those people reciprocate than not help anyone at all? But the key here is that if you help a lot of people, they will help you. And you don't want to keep track because it will come back around towards you. I mean, just in bringing me on, Denise, I'm trying to – I'm going to make a list of different ways that I think I can serve you and and your purpose here. So I emphatically agree. I'm just adding on to everything you say because I agree with all of it. Oh, we are doing a great job of just finishing (laughs) each other's thoughts. Uh, If my mom were still living, I'd be calling her and saying, hey, do you know this guy? Who's his daddy? I mean, come on, tell me the truth. (laughs) Okay, so... Let's keep on going. Virtual networking, now that's where I shine because, you know, obviously physical networking is not for me. I actually had somebody, and I heard this, I'm not making it up, but this person knew me well enough and we were at a a gathering and I had my keys in my hands. I was at that 59-minute thing and I heard him say, watch out, she's going to leave. All we're going to see is ass and elbows and by God, I did. I took off practically running. I thought it was a little bit crude, but it made the point. I when I've got to go, I've got to go. So physical is not going to work for me. Virtual networking, I love. Again, I get to meet people like you. Listen, I have met people all over the globe through this podcast and through you know working as a web developer and my digital agency. Honestly, some of my cats get Christmas cards every year. I mean, we become friends. In some cases, we become family that we've never actually met or spend time with. We, you know, when they lose a family member or a pet, we grieve with them. When they have something that's just, they're up and dancing up and down, we're dancing with them. Virtual networking doesn't, and by by saying networking, I'm not saying you go network just for the heck of it, but you do want to, to your point, find those people who are in your wheelhouse that, you know, you're going to be able to converse, to assist, to help, or just sometimes commiserate with it doesn't matter what side of the the aisle you stand on in you know terms of politics i don't care frankly but if you get nasty with me i'll get nasty back i can tell you that i don't play but you know mm-hmm. there's, that's something different but the thing is virtual networking doesn't mean that you need to get on and correct me if i'm wrong you get on and you're just very formulaic and i love that word and you're going to do it this way, this way, this way, this way. You know, some, let me give you, a, for instance, LinkedIn. We're both over there. Mm-hmm. And I will get daily, and I bet you do. Somebody will say, oh, you know, Denise, I'd like to meet you, you know, meet blah, 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 blah. I'd like to connect with you. And two minutes later, I started timing them. Here comes the pitch. And then two minutes after that, here comes me disconnecting from them. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's not connecting. That's not networking. That's you bugging people. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. It's I get, I get them all day, every day. Um, I used to respond just to kind of humor it, but by now it's just exhausting, the, the formulaic pitches I get on LinkedIn specifically. Yeah, yeah. And the ones that I really dislike are the ones that are, they think, cleverly couched to literally pick my brain. Mm. No. If, you know, we have some kind of a relationship already and you're asking me a question about something, I will happily pick up the phone and chat. But if I just met you two minutes ago and all of a sudden you want to pick my brain, literally, that's what they're doing. That's not just a no, that's a big hell no. Not going to happen. So I think my point and your point, Ben, is that we need to treat people, whether we're life, live, in, you know, in person with them or virtual networking on LinkedIn or Facebook or wherever, go, to, go back to the golden rule. Treat people the way you would like to be treated. Mm-hmm. Do you want somebody grabbing you by the collar and going, hey, Denise, hey, Ben, let me tell you about my new widget or whatever it is. Oh, my gosh, No. Stop and put yourself in other people's shoes before you get in their way, I guess is what I'm trying to say. 
I couldn't agree. Have you have you heard of the platinum rule? No, what's that? The golden um, rule, I know, because that was drummed the, into my head as a kid. Me too, my whole life. And the platinum rule, and I'm, I'm thinking here, is um, treat others the way they want to be treated. So obviously you want to consider, I want to treat others the way I want to be treated. But you also want to treat others the way they want to be treated. And people want to be seen. They want to be heard. They want to be understood. They want to be loved and respected. So if you're going to message someone cold, don't send them a crazy sales pitch that is all about just picking their brain and you trying to get them, like trying to sell them a product. Think how would they want to be treated? Well, we can look at their profile. We can find one or two, three two, three things that stood out in their profile. We can reach out and comment on those things. And then we can ask them what medium would work best for them. I love Zoom, but if they'd rather do in person, maybe I consider that. Um, phone calls, it's treating them the way they want to be treated. It, it takes nothing away from the golden rule, but we want to treat each, we want to treat each other with massive amounts of respect. And then the rest kind of fills in the blanks for us. And that makes perfect sense. We met, I believe, on, the, on LinkedIn. Sounds about right. I, I live on LinkedIn, and I reach out to strangers all the time, Denise. Well, I think that's what happened, if, I'm, if I remember correctly. So either you commented on a podcast that I had done with somebody else, and I, I can't remember. It was a while back, but I remember we had a nice conversation back and forth on LinkedIn. 100%. This, this actually opens a great opportunity for something really easy and actionable that anyone can do to better connect. Um, and it's, so you're listening to this podcast right now. You listen to, you're, you're listening to the radio version live maybe, but you listen to a podcast, you watch a YouTube video, you read a book, reach out to the host and reach out to the guest. So for a podcast, quite specifically, if you listen to a podcast and you haven't met Denise yet, reach out to Denise. Reach out to me. If you listen to every episode of Denise's show, reach out to each one of her guests when you listen to it because you're already sitting there. You're already taking the time. You've already invested the effort. You already maybe wrote down a couple notes. Just taking that extra step, that 45 seconds to look them up, use the show notes, send that message, you're going to brighten their day, and they're going to be warm to meet with you, and maybe you do want to pick their brain. Maybe they do do free consultations, et cetera, et cetera. But it's such a missed opportunity, in my opinion, to listen to a podcast but not reach out and say something. Don't be a fly on the wall. Come off the wall and, and bother me a little bit. I promise we don't bite. No, that wouldn't bother me at all. What Not bothers at all. me, Ben, is when, you know, and I get a lot of these too, and I think it's so sad. It's such a, a missed opportunity to use your words, but I will get them and say, hey, Dinsey, my name is not Dinsey, D-E-N-S-Y-E. I can't remember how I pronounce it. like, dude, it's Denise or Dennis. I get called Dennis quite a bit. Oof. Yikes. But the big one that really bothers me is they'll make, you know, first of all, they'll misspell my name. And then, they'll, oh, I was just listening to your podcast, and it's somebody else's podcast altogether. Really? Uh, <laughs> I don't even uh -oh. I'm like, okay, you did not take Marketing 101. And honestly, Ben, as far as I'm concerned, podcasting is Marketing 101. We get to hear, we get our voices heard, we get to meet mm. people all across the, the spectrums, it's marketing 101 in my world. And, you know, if you're going to be paying attention to any of us who are in the podcasting industry, try to identify us properly. Just, you know, that's that's my first point. My name is Denise, not Dinsey, okay? <laughs> that's, that's just the start. But, and sometimes I'll think, oh, geez. But then I'll realize that probably they hired a really inexpensive VA who's doing their best. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't go after them and try to kill them, but I also don't speak to them either. So there's that. 
That sounds like the automation that we talked about before. They're they're trying to be a little more tailored, but at the end right. of the day, it's quite possible that that message went out to thousands of podcast hosts. Usually my reply is very simple. Hey, what episode did you listen to? And once in a while, they'll come back with an episode name, and then I'll come back, thank you so much for listening. Well, what was your biggest takeaway so I can bring more value for the next episode? And eventually they get stumped. Or the one thing that yeah. I find really fun is I'm like, thank you so much for listening to this show. It would mean the world of me if you, you left a review. So even if they never listen to the show, at least they can go give me five stars. But a lot of times, again, it's the automated sales pitch. It's just done a different way. Um, and it's not effective. It really is not effective no, when done wrong. It's not. So let's let's go back to podcasting a bit. You've got several. Let's go down the line and tell me about each one of those, if you would. Yeah, so part of that's good marketing because at the end of the, the – in reality, Denise – it's one podcast network, um, so the umbrella is called Real Business Connections Network, and I do host five podcasts, but it's not like five different topics. It's, it's really all in alignment where Real Business Connections is all about the easy-to-implement business tips that are actionable, and then the stories behind ultimately where we found <laughs> where we found this knowledge and the personal development necessary to implement the knowledge. So there's five podcasts, but they're all kind of segments among the same umbrella. You, you want? We can quickly walk through each individual one. It's, it's up to you. Yeah, I would like to. And I'm asking, actually, because now I'm going to put my foot in my mouth, but I want to pick your brain a little bit. But we're already friends. We're cousins, so I can get by Mm -hmm. with that. But here's the thing. I have been approached a couple of times now, which now, you know, once it it happens once, you're like, okay. The second time, like, oh, I better start paying attention. The third time is like, what am I missing? Well, I'm at the what am I missing stage at this point. But Mm -hmm. I've had now three people say, Denise, have you ever considered doing – you know, a, in a, a podcast in addition to what you're doing now, but basically like a 15-minute meet-up with Denise or coffee break with Denise or something like that. And I'm thinking, because one of them, honestly, is Nathan Schulhoff. Nathan Schulhoff is the father of the MP3 player. He kind of knows what he's doing out there. And he was one of them. And then I won't mention the other two because I probably don't have permission yet to do that. But mm. we're thinking, we're talking about me maybe doing a seasonal, do seasons, you know, one one section is me and you talking, and we're talking about probably everything you're going to be pointing out just coming up. The next one will be a different guest, and we'll cover that. Then the next season will be, I don't know, I'm still thinking about it. So if you would, go ahead and tell me how you're you're working with yours, and I may well be going, <gasps> and dancing up and down in my chair or asking <laughs> you a whole bunch of impertinent questions. So just be prepared for either. Yeah, and and feel free to cut me off. I'll give you the short version the Ben Albert short, so it's still going to be a few sentences sometimes. But the short version, um, it all started with Rochester Business Connections. I had mentioned that earlier on in my story. I'm from Rochester, New York. I did not want to be a tiny little minnow in the largest ocean possible. And marketing is a vast wasteland where there is a, a, a it's a sea of sameness. There's a lot of marketers out there. So there wasn't a Rochester, New York-based business podcast. So I thought, let's get started with my local community. That's where I started Rochester Business Connections. And it's for me, it was easy to build relationships locally because we, we went to similar schools and we both loved the area and I was talking about the place I lived. So Rochester Business Connections is my hyper-local show. Um, I encourage people to go hyper-local. It's a great way... Um, to get started. If the community supports you, you can grow from there. Learn, Speak, Teach is the exact same concept. It's a con- I should have said this. Rochester Business Connections is conversations. We go for 30 to 60 minutes long, and it's all about business growth and how we did it. Learn, Speak, Teach is the exact same podcast, but with my national and international mentors. 
So once I built Rochester Business Connections, we are over 75 episodes. Now we're over 125. I started incorporating Learn, Speak, Teach because I wanted to branch out. I wanted to expand my reach outside of Rochester, New York. So Learn, Speak, Teach was a way for me to take mentors from anywhere in the world and bring them on my platform. Ben's Bites is where, quite literally, I talk about whatever I want. And the concept is their little nibbles. Um, all my episodes, again, in Learn, Speak, Teach and Real Business Connections are 45 minutes long, you know, 30 to 60 minutes long. Ben's Bites are little nibbles as short as a minute or less or, you know, a few minutes um, where we just talk about one concept, laser pointed at that concept. And honestly, again, I can talk about whatever I want. It's where Ben monologues about whatever's on my mind at that time. Five-Minute Fridays are similar to that, but Five-Minute Fridays is not just me ranting about something random. It's easy to implement business tips for busy people. Um, so the way I got started was actually by creating blog posts. So think about it this way. Step one, you create the blog. So you create the article first. Step two, you read the article, similar to an audio book. So you read the article and then we create an infographic as well. So you've got, you can read, you can listen, or you can just look at the pretty image. So it's a way to meet people based on their learning style. And Five Minute Fridays, I bring on professional contributors because I don't know everything in this world. So for example, you could contribute to Five Minute Fridays and talk about a topic that I'm weaker at, and then I would bring you to the community on a Five Minute Friday. The last one. Okay, hang least. on a second. My hand's in the air and I'm yelling, pick me, pick me, yes, so keep yes, on going. Okay. Okay. Oh, keep going? So yeah, the keep last going. one. Seriously, pick me. Yeah, but you know, keep on we'll finish up and then you can pick me. Real hits is really, really simple. Um I'm one human with one voice and certain questions and a certain life. Real hits is where I rebroadcast some of the other podcasts that I listen to that are bringing massive value to this world. So I rebroadcast other voices, other topics, other messaging, other concepts to my community. Um, it's like, it's a replay, it's a rerun, but it brings people from other, uh, it brings other voices to my audience on my network and it allows me to educate my network on other podcasters that are making a difference in the world. And if you were to unsubscribe to mine and go to Denise's or go to any of the, the podcasts I promote, I'm okay with that. So Real Hits is really just to bring awesome people and bring awareness to endorse them and bring awareness to what they're doing. That's the five. I think those last two are absolutely brilliant. They're all great, but those last two have me going, oh, my gosh, why didn't I think of this? I didn't need to. You just did. Go copy it. I don't mind. (laughs) Relocate it. Somebody said, oh, you know, you'll see on Facebook, I'm going to steal this. No, 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 you're just relocating it. You're not stealing it. Go for it. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, and this is why I wanted to talk with you, because people, look, I guess we're past COVID. Who knows? Who knows? But but the thing is, life did change, and we had to change with it or get run over by a train. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, I mean, you took the things that bothered you, you stood on everything on, on its head, and you said, I'm going to be intentional, I'm going to be virtual, I'm going to podcast, marketing is my thing, this is where I really shine. You're clearly heavily interested and invested in self-growth and, you know, mindset things and and good habits what else do you want to share with this audience because i think you're brilliant i mean i'm truly fascinated chatting with you today it's easy to see the final destination and not see all the nosebleeds not see all the struggle not see the, the depression the failure a lot of what we've talked about today i've been able to quantify and explain but I actually didn't know what I was doing while I was doing it. It was actually analysis and journaling afterwards that I started to realize, oh, Ben, 
you actually figured a couple smart things out. And now it's my mission to not just myself, but crowdsource the education where we can turn years into weeks. We can turn light years into years by taking our experience and educating someone who's just a step or two behind us. Um, so th- that's the one thing that I really want everybody to take away. You know, Denise and I are smart. We're masters. We're brilliant at what we do. But we weren't born this way. And if you can extract some of our wisdom and do it your way, relocate it, copy it, replay it, do it your way in your authentic voice, there's no reason that everyone listening can't outdo us in the long term and and actually leave us in their dust. So go out, leave me in your dust. I would be so happy if the listener left me in their dust. It, it, It would be very humbling for me. I agree with you. And I have said this forever and ever, Ben. I find and I've always found that entrepreneurs are just naturally generous people. Mm-hmm. We really are. I mean, it's outside of the, you know, the pick my brain thing that we talked about earlier. I will get emails or phone calls from somebody who said, listen, I heard of you from a friend of mine. I know you don't know me, but she speaks so highly of you. Could I speak with you? I've got a question. And they'll be very clear, you know, I can't, you know, sign up for $500 an hour type of things, but would you mind, could I speak with you? You bet. You bet. I mean, as entrepreneurs, we want, we just natively want people to succeed. And listen, in my team, you know, I have a, I build WordPress websites, I digital agency. I learned along the way because I have a great team, a virtual team that I had to intentionally hire people who were better at, it some, at something than I was. Had mm-hmm. to. That hurt because I'm bossy. But I was my own <laughs> bottleneck. So, you know, there was that. But once I got that out of the way, I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you know, follow us, copy us, you know, talk with us. We're here. We're here because we want other people to succeed madly succeed that's that's almost the point in life collective impact um i don't want to i don't want my gravesite to say did a great job taking care of himself and no one loved him <laughs> we want the opposite impacted a million lives you know loving family man loving father these kind of things it, it, none of it's none of it it's for us but it's for others as well um, none, there's no joy in just lifting yourself up and not bringing others with you. So we want to bring others with us. That's exactly right. Okay, so talk to me about your business. When you, we're running out of time. We've only got about six more minutes. I told you this was the fastest hour on the internet. So, yes, it is. <laughs> it really is. So when you were kind of in your funk right after you know COVID and we were all just walking around going, well, what the heck just happened? or saying something entirely a little bit more pithy, but we were in shock. I mean, listen, it didn't really impact me because I've always worked from home. My office has always been here. If anything, I got busier. But I was watching the people around me going, oh, geez, oh, God, now what? And panic. I think the whole world at that time, and still to some degree, felt what I can only term a low-level sense of dread for various reasons. And that's when people like you, like me, and like my other podcast hosts, like your your guests, rather, and your guests, that's when we deliberately step up and say, hey, we can help. You know, what can we do to help you? That's really what makes life work for me. But what did you do once you said, okay, I'm not going to binge, I'm not going to, I'm pulling myself out of this funk. What did you do? Because you started a new business. So talk to me about that for the next couple minutes, if you would, how did you start that business? And what did it look like when you started it? Absolutely. You know, really, thanks for bringing that up because I actually kind of glazed over this aspect. Um, So the very first thing I did when I – well, I got an LLC because I thought I needed an LLC. It's not a bad thing, but I didn't even realize that I, I could freelance. I got an LLC remarkably out of the blue, a local charter school reached out to me because they had everything had just went virtual and they offer um, 
electives to their high school students like chess, trivia, dancing, and they wanted me to teach podcasting. So my first client wasn't even a marketing client. It was a school teaching podcasting to high school students virtually. But, hey, you got to be an opportunist. I say, yes, and, and I took that opportunity, and that was my first client. And then the first thing I did to build my podcast and my business was what we talked about. I reached out to people on LinkedIn, but I didn't send them some cheesy, you know, aggressive sales pitch. I'd reach out and I'd say, hey, Denise, I saw you went to SUNY Brockport as well, you know, looking to network with other alumni. It looks like you're doing an incredible job as a business owner. Would you potentially be interested in being featured on my new podcast? And I didn't even have a name yet, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But I reached out to strangers for the podcast. Then by meeting these great, you know, business owners and thought leaders and go-getters and just people doing great work in my local community – that created, that's my roots. And then we can go into the networking tree another time. But meeting those people led to more in, uh, introductions, led to more endorsements, led to building up my social media, led to this, 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 and this. But I didn't really know any business people, but I used LinkedIn intentionally because all the sales pitches that Denise and I get actually make it easier to stand out in the noise if you come and say something meaningful. So all that crappy pitches is actually working in our advantage if we can stand out from the noise and say something meaningful. It's very easy to get people's attention, and then I grew it from there. See, I love what you're saying about LinkedIn, and I have to tell you, I saved my podcast on Facebook doing exactly what you just said. Listen, I started this thing in I know. I started this thing in two thousand eight. You know, and I was always going to be an interviewer. I'm not interesting enough to talk about myself for very long, I'm just not. So I had started out and listen, this is in two thousand eight. I was a very early adapter. Nobody knew what it was, nobody knew how to do it. I taught myself. And I had already interviewed Bob Berg, the go-giver, and along the way, and that's another talk altogether. Oh, that's another thing. You said mm-hmm. another n- another time. You have to come back another time, right? I mean, you yeah. must. You're invited, okay? <laughs> I'm blessed to serve you and your audience. I'll come back anytime you want me to. Thank you. And I always I do this on the radio, so you can't tell me no. It's very tricky. But, yes, I definitely want you to come back. But I was honestly just saying, how am I going to find guests? Nobody knows who I am. I'm just, you know, some girl sitting here in southwest Louisiana, 15 miles from the Gulf as a crow flies. You know, hurricane season is six months out of the year. Nobody cares about me. I was whining quite a bit. And I have always been a big fan of Larry Wingett's writing and, you know, basically his attitude. In a lot of ways, he's my twin, too. <laughs> my good yeah. But... Well, he yeah, he's like me. We don't have any filters, and we know this. And I had this was so so long ago. He had a, a little television program about money and the stupid things that money do. And I had you know with money do. And I had said, oh, what the heck? And I knew he was a friend of Bob Berg's. I was going to shut it down. I was about ten minutes away from saying, I'm never doing this again. It's hard work. What am I doing? So I did what you said. I didn't stop and think about it. I didn't write it down. I didn't wait the 45 seconds. I instantly jumped into Facebook. I sent him a message on Facebook. This is pre-messenger. Explained who I was, what I was doing, that Bob Burke had been my guest. So there was my, my in. And mm-hmm. I said, you know, I've always really loved your work. I have this book and this book. Would you be interested in being my guest? I stood up. I walked into the kitchen. I went, well, that was the end of that. Listen, I came back, I opened up Facebook, and he said, sure, I'd love to. He was like, oh, I quit breathing for probably long enough to have low-level brain damage. <laughs> but, and and there it mm. went. It's like, if I can get Larry Wingett to come on, I must be doing something right. And it's just gone from strength to strength to strength. So ask us, but ask us with respect. We keep going on and on about that, but it's so important. 
Denise, you're never going to have to say, can I pick your brain ever again? You say, hey, I love what you do. Can I endorse you on my top-rated podcast? It's a much Ooh. different ask. It's a much different Writing ask. Writing that down. Thank you. Well, listen, before – and this has been lovely chatting with you, and I know we're out of time. We've got about 15 What Do you have anything you want to share with the audience before I let you go, and then where can they find you? Yeah, so I know we're out of time, so I'll keep it really simple. The number one thing I could share with the audience is just go help someone new today. Do that every single day. That's over 300. You do more than one person, you'll do over 360, but a minimum 365 people a year. That'll accumulate to thousands, tens of thousands of people in your lifetime. So go help someone new today. And um, Real Business Connections is my podcast. You can Google search it, any podcast app, realbusinessconnections.com, um, and start there. You'll find Balboa Marketing and all that I do, but start with Real Business Connections, um, and let's chat. LinkedIn as well. It's all in the show notes. You know where to find me. I don't bite, and I, I look forward to continuing the conversation. Definitely want you to come back. Ben, thank you so much. It's been really delightful speaking with you, and I honestly, I thank you for all of the terrific tips and advice and you know, just the humanity that you have shared with our guests and with me today. So before we say goodbye, I would like to remind our audience to be sure to, be sure to look for us in iTunes, Audible, Prime, Apple, honestly anywhere else you consume your business podcast. You can't throw a stick on the Internet without hitting your partner in success. I'm out of breath your partner in Success Radio, so find us and take us along on your success journey. Ben, again, thank you. I will call you, and we'll get another time set up. It's been an hour, so let's both go decompress, and then we'll talk soon. (laughs) Perfect. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye.